Welcome to KinkCast, episode 29. Today we're talking about fraudage, which, to put it in, like, layman's terms, is touching. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be discussing the most basic, fundamental form of sexuality, which is touching. Rubbing. Mm-hmm. Rubbing. Dry Petting. humping. Gyrating. Uh, doing you your thing, have, doing your thing without putting your thing in somebody else. Groping. There you go. You don't have to touch someone to gyrate, though. Rubbing. Mm-hmm. Has rubbing been said? Rubbing. This is the rubbing fetish. Uh, I, as always, this is KingCast, and this is your first episode. We are a sex-positive podcast that discusses a different fetish or kink every week. Uh, as always, we try to look at things in the most positive way possible, but today we are going to be having a rather thorough discussion on non-consensual groping. Uh, we are going to be discussing rubbing and frottage in the sense of fun and mm-hmm. dancing and specifically the bump the dance from the 1970s mm-hmm. but most of today is probably going to be discussion on subway groping non-consensual groping weirdo groping and uh, overall humping. bad touch so that's another good episode uh, title for today's episode is bad touch good touch bad aka how to get in trouble at work yes absolutely or music gigs Really, anywhere that's public, public or private, where you're touching someone, you shouldn't be touching someone because people's bodies are a temple. What's that? Cut song only that, for themselves. What's that or song that just came out line. not that long ago? I can't keep my hands to myself. <laughs> I don't know what's her name. You hit the. I think that's that's uh, that's uh, one of the Minaj tracks. Wait, a long time ago or just recently? Like just this recently. summer. Oh, Nicki Minaj. No. Keep my hands you my took my joke, but you just made it simpler. I said one of the Minaj triplets, which is a non sequitur, and you took the non sequitur out of my joke. I didn't hear you. I was watching The Witcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I was thinking Minogue, like Kylie Minogue, and now I just realize that's not the same as Minaj. No. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Before we jump in, we should all introduce ourselves, and we usually do that with a game. What game do we land on for Good Touch, Bad <gasps> We're Touch? We're going to say what we originally thought fraudage was, or what another thing that fraudage sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm Tommy. I'll go first. When I first heard the word fraudage, I assumed we were doing something like truly fucking filthy mm-hmm. because fraudage is a nasty sounding word. Fraudage. You're wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it feels wrong coming off the tongue. So like when I heard it, I imagined like Confederate flag shower curtains. Oh. And maybe someone like stamping shit down a shower drain. I like fraudage is just fraudage is nasty. I imagine like Putting frogs in the be- in the bedroom and stuff. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's having sex to uh, Dixie. Oh God! Is <laughs> <laughs> fraudage? Yeah, <laughs> I it's... like that. That's really good. And who are you? Oh, I am Chris Morgan, and uh, my original idea of fraudage. Uh, well, I'm just gonna say what it sounds like, which to me it sounds like the French bread for cheese from us. Because my original idea for fraudage was groping, because I did not. I had to look up what groping fetish was because I thought this was episode was just groping fetish. I didn't know it had a name called fr- fraudage mm-hmm. until after I looked it up. Gotcha. You mean after I texted you the actual word? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm Mary, and smarter than Chris. <laughs> hey, welcome, and we're no, glad to have thank you. Thank you. Um, I originally thought it was going to be some kind of food happenstance, not necessarily cheese, but like I always. Envision people making out with lasagna in their, their mouth, mm-hmm. hmm. like, like Garfield. What is the uh, what's the name Does of the feeding that? fetish? Do we know what the name of that is? I couldn't tell. Yes, yeah. when, um, you, when you want to feed someone and you get sexual pleasure. For me, it's not yeah. the feeding up. I thought it was going to be like literally like making out with mouthfuls of food. Gross. Mm. <laughs> I mean, also could be sexy. Like if sex got, positive good. If it's Somebody, like ice or wine or something. Sure, but lasagna not so. Much can you imagine someone me. coming up to you and like leaning in for a kiss? Feederism, and then just weird. like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Like a baby bird. Yeah, feederism is a feeding fetish. That's cute. I guess. I mean, if you're into it, you're into it. Just chew up some, like, saltines and just... And just let them go. It's so dry. Tuna fish and sour no, apple skittles. I'm not gonna lie. That's why you get the saltless saltines. When I was younger, I did have a neighbor who took the last piece of the roll of bubble gum. You remember the rolls of bubble gum? Bubble tape. Oh yeah, yeah bubble tape. That's it. And he took like the last piece, like the nice, like tiny rolled mm-hmm. up piece in the in the gum container. The and sensory. Piece. I remember I reached into his mouth and grabbed it, <laughs> stuck it in my mouth, and chewed it as I walked away. And he got so mad that I was like that was my piece of gum hey. I did that have you guys ever shared gun. have you ever shared gum with someone yeah that's not the yeah. weirdest thing no I can't even share toothbrushes oh okay uh, what is your name by the way yes uh, I'm Dana and I thought at first I thought fraudage was like 
Um, some fancy French word for feta cheese mixed with cottage cheese. Le fretage. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because honestly, know. hi, I'm Rob. And when I hi when, Rob, hi. When I saw fretage on the page, I was just like, all right, um, this does, as I said earlier, hit my ear kind of wrong, mm. and so I just made it French immediately. It was a frottage. And it just sounded like that makes it a sound- wonderful French brunch to me. Well, it is a French brunch. <laughs> it sounds Formage good. But when you say word. it like but I think that, this one is too. It sounds That's, a lot oh, more I'm elegant sure, than it actually, is. Because um, uh, the just rub full it up. word is uh, <laughs> rub it up. Fro- frottier. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Italian. I don't speak it's French. Frottier. Frottier. Interesting. I, I believe I said that exactly right. We frottier. have it on record. I'm sure Mary will have a lot to say about the French origins of yes. the word, but that's just, when I saw frottage, I was like, okay, I need to make it French <laughs> to make it hit my ear easier. It's like, a, it's like a voyeur. Yeah. But there's kinds, of, like, different kinds of voyeur, words about on here. But voyeur is a good way to relate this as far but, as the actual they both, Well, they both have the same... I actually, and you might. Well, I'm going past the etymology because I would call I would call frottage sort of the physical escalation of voyeur. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I think that that's a good transition did to you, what this fetish actually is. Did mm. you find any statistics on that? Dana. I wasn't able to. Um, no, I wasn't able to find a whole lot of statistics because think about how common it is. Um, it's, it's like a pretty common thing, I guess, whenever you, I mean, what is it? Uh, base, the third base, like when you get to do the heavy petting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Careful with that. No, That's the original play, third That's base. That's girl. <laughs> the original third base. Um, cause you have like folding hands out. and then you have kissing is like second base. Third base is like, oh my gosh, I touched her boob. Like that's I have really screwed up bases. Yeah, me too. Because I don't think it's worth I talking always, about unless I always thought <laughs> third base. Involved, I always so. thought third base was oral. I think Second base. I'm talking. This is like junior genital. level, like junior high. No, that was always me. In People junior have high. their own Holy bases. Shit. All right. Well, I went to a very conservative school. <laughs> Trying to get us on to frottage. I got you. Frottage. First base. We lit a fire. We're getting inside the frottage, warming our hands. Second on. base. No. No protection. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't they call that raw dog? Raw dog in it. <laughs> uh, bareback raw dog. I'll be episode fifty or something. Who can Tommy? Uh, I was talking about the fetish of today's topic subject matter, which is how the hell do you find statistics on something that is actually the single most common form of sexuality? This is sexuality at its very beginning. And this yet, is more or less the base. Yeah, and yet nobody knows what it's called. No, because it's just like such a basic element. I yeah. mean, it's almost like the consciousness of sexuality. It's touching. Mm-hmm. It's it's the act of skin contact. And I mean, I, does frottage does frottage imply uh, <laughs> sexuality? Frottage. Does frottage imply sexuality exclusively, or does it also include how like uh, just like a dog needs to be pet, you need to be touched sometimes? No, it specifically no, involves the genitals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All That's right. Literally, genitals. has to find here. It just says here it's the general term for the act of rubbing any part of the body. Um, including the buttocks, breasts, abdomen, thighs, feet, hands, legs, and sexual organs against the sexual organ of another person. This is done whether naked or clothed and is more commonly known as dry humping or dry sex. So what word were you specifically defining with that? Frottage. Okay. So what I found was that frotterism mm-hmm. was, thing. Yeah, that's was thing. actual okay was actually thought of a sexual disorder it is or it still is mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then there's like a lot of like umbrella terms with this so if the individual has actually acted upon it it mm-hmm. is frotter, frotteristic disorder yeah if it's between two consenting adults then it's the frot Frottage, fr- uh-huh. frottage. <laughs> I, I always want to make it French. Oh. The frottage, frottage. Um, and I think those are the. Oh, and if it, if you've thought about it but not acted, it's frotteristic interests. Yeah, hmm. is that what you found too? Yeah, it's no, no, no. Wonderful. Like it's- with frotteristic intent. See, I yes. actually my definition that I found was more broad okay. because it is just that uh, it's the act of rubbing one's body against another person or object for sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. So it's not even uh, a, you a rubbing organ? against their sexual organ or you rubbing your sexual organ or them rubbing their sexual organ. It is one person rubbing their body at any mm-hmm. part for sexual arousal. Hmm. 
but it's against for a person, sexual arousal, and it's yes. a person or Even if object, it's not an organ. Yes, here, a person here they threw or an object. object. Yeah, that's probably fine which, too. Which uh, this ropes in uh, a galimatophilia, which we did. It's uh, that was a uh, mannequins. It mm. ropes uh, mannequins as a uh, sub sub product of this. That makes sense because I guess then if you are like rubbing sexually like an inflatable doll, you're technically not penetrating. You're not really. You're just touching. You're grinding against a genital. Yeah, but no, exactly. So it's not penetration, not penetration. but you're rubbing it, right? Like, does that yeah. make sense? I guess. I guess. I don't know. No, I, I think it's it's easy to misconstrue this fetish as the precursor to sex, but it's not always. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of folks who engage in this sexual activity where this is where it ends. This mm-hmm. is the culmination of it. And it's easy to downcast that as something weird, but I think there's lots of romantic relationships or just purely sexual relationships where no penetration and maybe even no orgasm are necessary. Right. Absolutely. Um, um, go right ahead. So thinking about this, um, it does say here, couples may engage in fraudage as a form of foreplay or simply as a method to achieve sexual gratification without the penetrative aspects of vaginal, anal, or oral sex. Um, I feel like they should also... I don't know. Um, yeah, which may Mormons do. Uh, which may also be their personal way of per, uh, preserving virginity or their way of practicing safer sex. I hear <laughs> um, it too. <laughs> often young people will engage in fraudage as an earlier stage of sexual intimacy before their idea of more explicit sexual contact is desired. Yeah. So um, basically a good way to like kind of like run real close up to that like okay we're not having penetrative sex but like we're still trying to like yeah, preserve it's a, it's a stepping stone yeah. for adolescents yeah when- and it's also really common within children even and it's kind of one of their first steps to exploring their sexuality oh yeah and so there's kind of that gray area there with like kids doing it yes and I think you might also see it in cases of sexual abuse survivors. It is. Or um, folks who are experimenting with a new sexual lifestyle or perhaps even uh, with a new gender identity. That would make sense for Mm -hmm. sexual abuse survivors who want to be intimate but are having to – Well, they're – they're having to take steps. Yeah. Absolutely. That's actually something I found that can start with victimization in childhood. Um, oh. Well, I meant the inverse of that. No, no, no. But like someone who was victimized will then go on to express these sort of behaviors. Yeah. Be, yeah. To be rehabilitative, to reintroduce yourself. Because it's, it's – this sounds like a negative way of portraying it. I don't mean it to. But it's like when you taste a food and spit it out. Like when you're at a wine tasting and you're you're – getting accustomed to a flavor and you're not ingesting it. Mm-hmm. It's very much that same idea of you're putting the two contacts together, but you are not engaging in explicit sexual activity. It's right. like, uh, it's not immersion therapy. It's like exposure therapy. Yeah. yeah. I think that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Well, and touch and it, is something that's so, um, so stimulating. Like as human beings, we need to be touched. Even babies need to be carried and held and touched and held yeah. and wrapped up in a bundle. And, you know, like just, I mean, handled because like, that's it actually out. produces like their neurons. If they don't get that touch, your brain will like, yeah. do synoptic. Develop the, they'll do synoptic pruning, which is literally the killing off mm-hmm. of neur- neurons in yeah, your brain. Yeah, the Nazis uh, did that. Yeah, that's yeah. But Thank it's you. interesting to think about, like how important touch is, and then how much, like you know, I guess I don't know. I don't want to think of it as like it can go haywire, but like when you feel like you need to, I don't know do that to someone else in a public place just because you're close to them at a concert or something. That was the image that kept like popping up for me in my head is like, okay, like I know I've encountered that at, in public places, like going to a concert and someone just like elbow me in the boob or like rub my ass or, you know, this is a, this is a fetish that does not have a gray area. Mm -hmm. I mean, we made the joke earlier of good touch, bad touch. This is absolutely what that is. Mm -hmm. On one hand, you have, reintroduction of sexuality for abuse survivors. Mm -hmm. And while this isn't necessarily a positive thing, but a thing a teenager might engage in as opposed to the real deal as the Mm -hmm. stepping stone because they know they're too young to mature, which I would say is still positive. Right. That's, you know, not engaging in sexuality too young of an age. And these are all positive things. And on the other hand, you have the very epitome of sexual abuse where it starts. And just as this is a stepping stone to sexual recovery or sexual discovery, this is the first stepping stone towards becoming a sadist 
or a rapist. Right. This is where you begin. When yeah. you choose to touch somebody else. When yes. I was reading this, it felt very much like uh, uh, when we or when serial killers are talking about escalation. Yeah. It felt very much like small allowances. Yeah. This was especially the way it was described specifically in the Unre- the Encyclopedia of Unusual Sexual Practices is that there were people that for the most part, uh, the way that this is portrayed is that someone will rub up against someone on a train or something with like their erection or whatever, mm-hmm. and then immediately apologize. Yeah. So they are almost every single instance of this being like sexually deviant would be them immediately apologizing, like rubbing up against someone's breast and then being, Oh, I'm sorry. R- like accidentally like rubbing their hand against their butt and being like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Like it wasn't intentional, even mm-hmm. though it is completely intentional. Right. So would that be a way of covering their tracks or is the apology part of the fetish? It would more be a way of covering their tracks. It's more of like they get the arousal out of. Yeah. Just that momentary contact. Well, see, even I feel like they would there. That is how they are getting arousal, but it's not necessarily also part of the fetish itself. Mm -hmm. It is more of they are engaging in sexual contact without someone's permission. And then that is more part of what I was reading. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's the allowance that consent without even knowing. Yeah. Nasty. Not okay. Wow. <laughs> and that's, and that was the why, cause I was trying to find why do people do this, especially yeah. with the not consent. Cause that was where most of my, I guess, research was. Mm-hmm. That's what I found most of. And there was one article I read that there were two main reasons. One was social incompetence. So the examples they said of just being extremely shy, psycho- psychopathic, mm-hmm. um, having some kind of like mental retardation or something, something where they can't make that. Is that not PC enough for you? I don't know. I, I thought that that had, that had gone away. In the, that was in the 2000s. article. That's no, not my no, word. Mental retardation, mental retardation so. is okay still, to say. Yeah. I, I thought that had gone away. That's a big umbrella though. Okay. There's, yeah. <laughs> um, it leads to a limit of consenting partners. Mm-hmm. So the reason they might express themselves this way is because they don't have a partner to consent. Right. So that's one reason. The other reason was um, just such a high sex drive. You can't control it, mm-hmm. which was interesting to me because I'm like, dang, that's a high sex drive. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's- I guess I used to think about, I think about this a lot in terms of like junior high kids that are like still developing. Their bodies are unnatural and changing all the time. And yet they're also coming in contact with people you know, that are, that have different yeah. bodies than them. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what that is. So like, um, you know, like feeling how, you know, an erection feels under the clothes, uh, feeling how like, you know, boobs feel under clothes, like all of that would kind of go into like that discovery aspect that happens around puberty. Yeah. And I think that's when a lot of this stuff can kind of like, oh, that sensation feels good. And then that's how they kind of, I mean, people would kind of figure out about like pleasure, pleasure sensations and things like that is through experiencing and, and playing with the idea of frottage. What I think is so important about that level of discovery is uh, this hasn't been brought up yet, but uh, pornography and visual stimulation and as well as just imagined sexual encounters, those are all well and good, but nothing can compensate for actual physical touch, Mm -hmm. which is what creates the, you you mentioned earlier, it was a lack of social competence and high sex drive. When I think really it's the combination of the two feeding into each other, like, like a wind tunnel Mm -hmm. and nothing as invented yet can really replicate human touch. I think you might have some people blowing off steam in the sense of bestiality, mm-hmm. but a lot of folks are going to go to that. And our podcast is staunchly against bestiality. Right. Um, as well as um, you have high-end products, you have things that can take the shape of people, you can things that take the texture of people, mm-hmm. but nothing quite has that kinetic energy of a human being, which is a very advanced uh, as of yet, impossible to replicate. Right. Like, well, whenever also, we were researching dolls, we even found those dolls that were warm to the touch. He, and still, still yeah, like that's why I microwave texture. my pillow every night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you mentioned texture, and there is uh, even a further subcategory of this where it's people who very specifically rub up against people who are wearing different like fabrics, mm. like silks and that kind of thing. 
Wow. That makes That's sense, though. Very tactile. Because that would be very soft. Yeah. Very yeah, smooth. the textures would tell a story. It would like feel that. lush, depending on how you would, but you would still feel the thing that's underneath it, too. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. As I sit here and touch myself, like... <laughs> what are we feeling? What are we... What would someone on the subway be feeling? <laughs> like, like the good old, like, silk underwear. Like, you could still, like, feel, like, if you had your eyes covered or something, you could still feel what's going on underneath there, but it would also feel, like, silky soft and smooth. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't think about it that way. Maybe someone in less structured fabric has to get a more natural shape and feel. Hmm. Interesting. Indeed. I think a major concept that's important to bring up within this fetish is the idea of communication. Yeah. Um, Because you can do this consensually. Well, yes, and this goes for both because we're looking at this as as the stepping stone fetish, and it's less of a fetish as much as it is just a it, it's a it's a piece of uh, well, it's a piece it, of sexuality. It, it, it can be both. It's it's developmental, but at yes. the same time, it can absolutely be something that you enjoy with your partner at an older age. It's not it's not um, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you see people who've been in relationships, you know, like squeeze the partner's butt or whatever, like when yeah. passing. No, it's cute. It's flirty. Yeah, that's also consensual. Not necessarily. <laughs> well, I mean, if if you're partners, if you're together, you... If you're together for a long enough time that you're comfortable, and it's just kind yes. of a... Chris, if we are in public, yes, yeah. a love tap. That right. brings up an actual an interesting point of conversation, which is we're going to get into a uh, down and dirty about consent in a minute here. And there's the idea of if you've been with someone for 20 years, it's not really sexual assault to tap their ass depending on how your relationship is going and the nature of your relationship. Or if you're that player. is true. Mm-hmm. I did not think that far ahead. Or baseball. Right. I do not like being touched. I loathe being touched. Specifically, don't do that joke. Um, <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that and not set someone up for the joke. Mary oh. tried to touch Tommy, and it was hilarious. <laughs> Didn't even try. It stuck a finger out. <laughs> Has anyone had the co-worker who gave you a back massage? Yes. I... Yes. There is nothing yes. in this world that makes me <laughs> People more... don't want to touch me. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, I want to touch you, Chris. Well, and I've also had... I've also... To, now that I think about it, I've also had co-workers... I'm going to use Rob. Of course. Like, get in there. sitting at a meeting. Do you want me to give a play-by-play? Somebody Dana's reaching out like her this, hand. Like, patting her... Oh, patting on the knee. Patting like, Rob. Oh, yeah. Top. Good job. And it's like, dude, like, don't that is my above thigh. my knee. Like... Like I've had the lower back rub. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're sitting there like, oh, hey. Yeah. And I'm like, that's near the booty. Well, I think uh, I brought up uh, last week or uh, recently, it might not have been on the show, that uh, like taming of the shrew, the blocking is very important because there's a point where uh, it does get kind of nasty. But it also, it there's an escalation where like the, the man grabs her shoulder and asks mm-hmm. her like, is are you all right? And that is like an escalating sexual position because it's not like grabbing, like touching their arm and being like, Hey, are you all right? Mm-hmm. People work their way up mu- the extremities. Yeah. It is much more personal yeah. to be touched on the shoulder and say, Hey, are you all right? And it's the same thing. Like being touched on the knee or being touched on the lower back has more, it's more sexually charged. Even if it's not, overtly sexual yeah. than just like being touched on like the forearm. Okay. Question, question, question. I want to think about this. Wait, it, imagine Vitruvian man. Like he's got his like legs out and he's like a, like a, like a star, right? So imagine yeah. you're spreading. Like the Da Vinci, right? the Da Vinci he's guy. He's a bright yes. little star. Yeah. Vitruvian man. So like, is it anything that gets like the closer to the trunk area? Yeah. Is just increasing in terms of See, like, I, no, I wouldn't say necessarily yes, because I would say lower back and shoulders are probably about the same. So I'd say around the sexual organs. So like your breasts okay. or your but genitals. I feel like, but like, think about someone like yeah. tapping you on the shoulder. Uh-huh. Yes, that's that's a more personal touch. Yeah. But versus me like tapping your hand. No, I would go for the shoulder. I'd go the for the shoulder too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, guess, I guess shoulder might be a toss up depending on how you're touching it. If you're, also, if you're giving it like a squeeze yeah. and just getting in there, it is, then it is that's... how because like if you're growling in your ear while you do it, <laughs> it's all, like, when you introduce yourself to someone, generally you will shake their hand. Yes, mm-hmm. that is the like 
That makes furthest sense. way that you can be away from someone while still making a personal connection with them. But like shaking a hand is different from like she's doing a two-handed handhold. Yeah. Or, or but that's like that's doubling the skin cat contact. That's yeah, doubling that's the skin true. contact. Okay. And, and you, you have to remember, there's also or, the closed hand okay? versus the uh, just, just like getting in there for the handhold when yeah. you're okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's I don't know. That's so weird. I have certain areas that like I don't. I don't but want, honestly, and I think it, it to, depends on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're, I was gonna say it depends on the person. Yeah, <laughs> like, it totally does. Absolutely and the situation—it's so <clears throat> situational. Yeah, this stuff gets complicated. I think it also has to do with closed hand versus opened hand. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of folks like me who are fine with punchies mm-hmm. because that's a closed hand, and you know they talk about how um, it's one of the oldest symbols in art is that when you create a, a picture of a god they are with open hands because they're displaying that they have um nothing that they can hurt yeah. you with <laughs> but, but it's the same idea behind behind a fist versus an open hand it's an open hand can grab a closed hand can't really do anything um, and so that's why fist bumpies are preferable to um to high fives yeah is you're, you're making less contact well, that's also, also cold season. Hy- yeah, hygiene. <laughs> hygiene, oh. hygiene too. But the hygiene fits right in with but, skin contact. This is leading me into my bigger point is I worked in schools for a brief time when I had a job that mm-hmm. were schools. I didn't like it very much. But the point is, is like there's this changing culture on how we talk to kids because for the longest time it was their kids. You, you, you hug them. Mm-hmm. And there's this anti-hug thing going on that I'm sure conservative pundits hate, but I couldn't agree with more. Mm-hmm. And they they're talk to kids about how you can tell anyone that you don't want to hug them because you shouldn't have to hug because if you think about if if surface area is giving yourself to someone a handshake is very distant high five is way more distant a fist bump that is the furthest you can go from somebody Mm -hmm. except for maybe like a foot high five or a heel (laughs) kick that's just called yeah that's just called kicking but the culture of like the hug the hug is such an intense thing and i Mm -hmm. think that fits way into frontage that could be its own entire segment is the hug is way more intimate than people are willing to admit that it is. It is pressing two people's bodies together. And it is a playground where a lot of folks could take advantage of another person. Yeah. And I think that also brings up the idea of like, how young does somebody have their own body autonomy? Um, I was telling, I was telling um, Tommy a story before, you know, the rest of us got kind of got started here tonight. And I was thinking about a time whenever I was at a water park And like I was waiting for under one of those big like buckets Uh to dump over. And every time the like I would be sitting there waiting, then all of a sudden the water would dump over and I would feel somebody pinch my butt cheek a little bit. And I would look around thinking, oh my gosh, it must be one of those little kids. It must be another kid my age picking on me. Like, cause that's what I was told, right? Like it must be some other, you know, little kid little picking boy on me, whatever. Him. But all that was around me was adults. And so I could never figure out who was doing it. And so I'd wait for the next bucket and I'd really get excited. And then it would happen again. And I was just like, what? There's no, there's no kids around me. And then I realized it's only been like, since I've been an adult that I realized, oh my gosh, it's probably a, like, an adult that did this. Mm. So it's like, okay, at what point do you develop that body autonomy where you're like, oh my gosh, this is my person. This is my being. And I'm not okay with anybody else touching me. Um, I know I have, I have, um, you know, relatives that are very, very young and they don't like to give hugs sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you see parents that are like, no, 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 no. You give her a hug before she leaves or something like that. But at the same time, they should have their own body autonomy with what they decide they and want I was, to do. Right? And I was going to say, there's actually a whole movement right now of saying, if your child doesn't want to give grandma a kiss or a hug, don't make them. Yeah. And that will make them even more comfortable with it because they're not being forced to have this physical contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually used to be a teacher. And we had a thing every morning because we did want to create that social connection with our kids, uh-huh. but we didn't, obviously as teachers, you don't want to cross that boundary, of course. but we had the rule, um, a hug, high five or fist bump. You, you take your pick. You take the kiddos get to pick, you take your pick and they, that's how they greet you with the day. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this, like, Hey, good morning. How are you? And it's just a friendly, we are going to make some kind of contact to like give, like we said earlier, kids mm-hmm. do need that. They mm-hmm. need someone like that, that loves mm-hmm. them. And in the school I was in, these kids needed that, but we let them choose because we knew the different backgrounds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then when we did hug, 
we had the rule that it was a side hug. Yeah. You can yeah. never full on hug. I mean, right. yeah. I had, you know, kids come to you crying and you just love them, but you get too much like that. And then I get some little boys like, Hey, and I'm like, we're, oh, si- oh, we're side, we're side hugging your little yeah. front uh, or frontage boy. <laughs> Do you mind me asking what uh, level you taught? I taught elementary school, okay, so this was second and third grade. I do, I do have a friend that uh, she teaches high school, and she posted on Facebook recently about having to, uh, like, dodge hugs from her students. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I immediately was like, these kids are not, like, you know, hugging you for innocent reasons. <laughs> and not I w- trying to hug you for innocent reasons. And I so. will say there were some boys, I mean... There were things I was amazed at third graders knew that, you know, we had one voice. I'm going to fuck you in the pussy to, oh, to another oh little girl, gosh. to another little girl. And we're like, whoa, no hugs for him. No, so we God. knew that only high fives from oh this point on. <laughs> no, fist bumps. Uh, fist bumps no, to the face. So bar, bar <laughs> of soap in the yes, mouth. Yes, there we go. I'm going to high five but you not a in the face no. with a chair. <laughs> but, we, but it was definitely like we knew what kids we could hug and how. Like you kind of learn that about your kids as a teacher. But Touching is its own politics. It really um, is. I, I want to bring this up. This is a little bit off topic, but I think it fits right in. And that is the idea of the side hug. Mm-hmm. Once you learn this, you can never unlearn it. But people talk with the way they face their their pelvis, where their genitals are pointing. Yeah, and you'll notice friends never face each other. And if you, if you, it's really interesting if you're in a group of friends and two people have a crush on each other, they end up facing each other. Yeah. They make a straight little line. But then when you're sitting in a group of platonic people, they kind of make like an asterisk. No one's really facing each other. Yeah. yeah. If we are speaking of like right body now. language, like you were mentioning earlier, closed fist, uh, open palm, it is very much like open palm is an inviting uh it implies body closer language. contact. Uh, opening your body up is much like it invites people to come to you. That is a uh, that is actually, in my opinion, the main reason that like we always see like God figures with their arms open. It's because they're reaching out, opening themselves up to embrace people. The open body language is very important for like even political figures, like to let people know, come to me. Well, look at the symbol problems. for the Black Power movement. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the fight the power kind of thing. Well, it's a raised fist. It's not yeah. an open hand. Um, and then look at the symbol for uh, it, from the same era of groups that were very militant about integration. And it's two open hands of different color. So should we make it clear, though, that if someone is exhibiting open body language that does not make their body open? No. So an open body is not consent. Just throwing that out there just because, oh, they have a crush on me. I could definitely rub my genitals on their butt. That leads into (laughs) the idea of, uh, I was going to say some shit of some kind, but it slipped out of my brain because I was reading your notes like a cheating kid. Um, It goes into the idea of social awkwardness and the inability to read bodies. Um, And I don't think of myself as some kind of social genius, but I I think one of the things I pride myself on is I can really read how a person feels about me through their body contact and Mm -hmm. through their body language. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of folks who find themselves socially awkward, cast aside and unable to find dates or whatever is because they can't read that – a person's comfort is expressed in how wide apart they're willing to spread their knees. A person's sexual attraction is expressed in if their pelvis is facing or not. Um, a person putting their hands on their knees and putting their knees together probably says that they're unfucking comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or the crossed arms thing. Crossed arms. Yeah. There's really, lots of there's lots of different kinds um, of ways to read body language and mm-hmm. a way to figure out if somebody's comfortable or uncomfortable. But I actually found myself crossing my arms on a date recently, and he mentioned he's like, "Oh, are you cold?" And I was like, "Oh." my my gosh, no, I, I just am, don't want to be here. Well, I didn't I didn't realize how much <laughs> I very much yeah. I didn't realize I didn't realize how much I didn't want to be there until he pointed out and I was like and I because I know about body language and I was like right. crap, I need I don't want to be here at all. Did you tell him that? No, I was like, no, I'm not cold. Yeah, like that's yeah. like that's all I and then let him read just it. Cold. However, cold-hearted. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I've noticed that if I get nervous at work <laughs> and I'm talking to a superior, I grab my own shoulder. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Which is a comfort okay. thing. We're going to get through this. just trying to be like, oh, I'll be safe. It's like a little oh, seatbelt. You're seat hugging belt. yourself. Yeah, I'm hugging myself. But do you ever, like, I don't let anyone, 
I don't let anyone else hug me. So do you ever like rub yourself though? Like do yeah. some self um, on, yeah. on your shoulders. Come on. on your nights. shoulders, <laughs> loosen up. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> there is um, under this umbrella masseuse porn. So. What? Yeah. Like, like massages gone, gone. Well, there's gone dirty. Sexy. Well, there yeah. is that, but then there is actually like porn of just like women giving massages to guys, but like she just happens to lean in and her boobs rub his back. A graze. <gasps> yeah, a little graze here and there. There's graze. definitely the sexual fetish or the, the fetishism of like the accidental graze. I mean, I think it was. I think it was Louis C.K. Rest, God rest his career. Uh, 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 Tommy crossed himself for our our non-viewing audience. Gave a little rosary. I thought he was funny. I mean, fuck him. Is but that the rosary is that what no, that's it's called? Definitely not the rosary. It's the sign of the cross. Yeah, it's, that's what <laughs> the rosary takes at least fifteen minutes. It's body language, folks. Indeed, it is. Um, but no, he had the idea of like uh, he has that bit of when he was on the subway and he would accidentally touch a boob and he could always know it was a boob. He would, oh my god. The signs were all there. But it's a bit that's been in other stand-up comedians before, is is the idea of being on the subway and you accidentally touch a boob and it's an exciting thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of gets into a gray area of consent, if really, no, more than a gray area. If it's unless, an accident, well, no, it's an like accident. If, it's, if it's honest to God accident, then... But you're turned on by it? What is that? Ooh. Okay, I don't know people about with accident, boobs. I, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> people with boobs. Yes. Like, frankly, I've come to the stop. point where I realize that I'm going to run them into things, and that includes people. Yeah, I don't mean to, but sometimes they just run into things, well, and that's like I should all, like. And so, like, Madonna. I try to use my yes. arms and I try to like hunch my back to make it where I don't stick out so far. But it's like sometimes when I'm on a subway or something, especially when I'm like holding on to you know some you kind of handrail above me or something. There's not much you can do. Yeah, it's just a boob, and you're going to get it. like it's gonna you're going to get knocked around or whatever. So like it's I feel like in some situations like I get it they're will, in the way like you're yeah. probably gonna like if you knock into them if we hit a bump or something like i'm not gonna freak out but at the same time it's hard to judge sometimes when it's intentional and when it's and you not. can't do a full trial for each time yeah i mean i know i when i worked in a restaurant i accidentally fucking went right into a boob i still feel so fucking terrible about it and co-worker and i started apologizing profusely like face first or hand first hand oh okay and i started apologizing profusely and i got so they didn't give a shit i got so uncomfortable and started apologizing so much that they pulled a prank on me where they went to the boss to have him call me the office and yell at me and then he was like i'm just joking no one cared <laughs> oh my gosh! That's like abuse. Well, scared yeah, the that's, shit that's out of me. That's not great, I especially have had- in food service when you're moving around that fast. Uh, I've done that same thing yeah. at my previous employment, where like I would turn around and like brush up against someone's butt or something, and then be like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to." Did you? Okay, you, so, you straight guys are so sensitive. I'm just gonna go back to the universe are frat guys. I guess. Viewers, Ooh, damn. Dana and I are both well endowed. We have boobs right. that get in the way. It and I mean, perfect story. And very big dick. On my too. very big penis. <laughs> Only up in on my, my bedroom. Like on, at prom, my boob went into my steak because I just was like trying to be graceful and I bent down it and like was hungry. and and I just kind of <laughs> bent down and my boobs went onto the table and I'm like, damn it! The image it's I got in my head was like a small like worm of a boob. It just like has a mouth oh, and it just starts God. eating oh, this gosh, steak. No, like, no, no, it just dipped. Oh, but anyways, um, it's more a one. No red meat. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story about Chris here. Do you already know where I'm going? I'm really excited. I thought about bringing it up. The other night? Yeah. Yeah. So the other night. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Deal with it. You had just left Tommy, actually. Wait, I need to get my tea. Oh. (laughs) Don't we all? Uh, So Chris and I were in his bed, not just... His room is set up where if you're watching TV, you're in his bed. Yeah. Um, and he was showing me something on his phone. And we're just sitting there. And I'm, like, looking at his phone. And then pretty soon, I'm like, oh, gosh, he's touching my boob. And and I just called him out. I was like, that's boob, buddy. And did you realize – were you doing that on purpose? No, I did not realize that. It was – I was holding my phone in the back of my hand was on I just rest, rested on boob. And it was just, like, one of those things of, like – as I, as like you said, as a girl with big boobs, they just get in the way, and that's not the first time that's happened with a dude. Now sometimes it's like, yeah, I know. Other times, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Oh, shit, my bad. 
Yeah. I've been the recipient of well, one. Immediately what happened is I, you took the half the phone that my hand was holding up. and Yeah, we just split. I mean, yeah. I can grab or <laughs> touch my own boobs. I can't grab my own boobs. <laughs> but I can also rest my hand on my own boobs. Yeah, I've, I've been enc- I've encountered. Um, I remember there was one time I was going to pick up one of my siblings from school. And I received a full head of a young junior high boy into the bosom right because he just like turned around at the wrong time and just like just kind of walked into you yeah and i'm that guy's face turned like five shades of puce red it was awful (laughs) like he was like oh my god i am so sorry and now for the rest of his life he'll be a boob i was like 22 i was like 22 my boobs are great i remember doing that to like accidentally to like friends moms when it's like (laughs) you know you're just running around the house and then like you take a corner real quick and someone's standing right there and then you Face plant into the softest landing ever, no and you loved it every second of it. <laughs> so, I need to take corners so much faster now. My question at this point is: Have we discussed fraudage or have we discussed puberty? Sorry, Ooh. yeah, no. well, the two touch- are so, in- so intertwined. I think okay. they're both. We did touch groping. Yeah, we should yeah, talk. We honestly, should talk more is groping part of fraudage, or is fraudage just genital on body <gasps> contact? No. Let's move. Can what? I move to college? At yes. Least? Okay. Yes, get we moved to college course. because college. I have some really cool terms that I got really excited about finding. I still don't understand the relevance of these, but I guess we'll dissect them as you say them. There's okay, so so other terms that are associated with fraudage are the Princeton rub, the Ivy League rub, and so on. Are slang terms referring to male on male fraught or intercrural sex? Is or that both. A, a homophobic <laughs> slur about no. Princeton no, fraught, boys? No, well, no, frauds just like it's an actual fraught. It's a it's a part of it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, it's just kind of like a, a rubbing fraternal. Uh huh. Um, um, Wait, is this a sexual rubbing? Story? Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, Male-to-male fraught or intercrural sex, or both, presumably surviving from the days when these colleges only admitted men. Um, So one writer was actually, uh, W.H. Auden, was proud of having been the first person to use the terms Princeton rub and Princeton first year in print. So it's kind of interesting to think about, um, because, like, that goes, I feel like that goes all the way back to what, like, Greece? Uh, it's a long like way inter, back. Intercrural sex. People have been touching each other before they were people. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. But, like, <laughs> the idea of, like, just Whoa. rubbings and rubbing for pleasure um, and things like that. I just thought that was kind of interesting, the Princeton rubber Ivy League rub. Because for a long time, people were, like, segregated. Or not segregated, but, like... Um, Separated by you know based on gender and things like that. Oh I'll yeah, it's so kind of sense. interesting to see. Yeah. I'll take this one step further, and I would say that this goes past humanity, and this is evident in a lot of adolescent males in mammals. We see this happen with dogs all the time, mm-hmm. where they practice dominance through fraudage, more or yeah. less. That's my, what dog humping is. My female dog humps things. Yeah, a lot of female <laughs> dogs that grow up in a litter with males. They Maybe she's just watch me too much, but still. Oh, girl, careful! <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's for practice and it's for dominance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's more or less this. It's rubbing without penetration. Right. God. One Some of the, of the best rubbing there is. This podcast makes my parents. I'm getting, all, I'm getting a little hot. <laughs> Could be the wine. That's probably what it is. So should we... And me and Rob are over here. Speaking of wine, is there more? Is there more wine? Um, I don't know. Did you bring any more? I brought one bottle. Okay, I have some more I can open. Um, but that house has That's nothing to do with really this. Matters. We'll take our time. Um... I also did want to talk about uh, frauderism. Yes. Frauderism. Which is the actual paraphilia involving obsession with fraudage or performing fraudage non consensually. Also called so we've kind of, can you toucherism? Can you define paraphilia? Paraphilia. Paraphilia. Is kind of like I just want to. Any kind of thing that's not like standard sex. Okay, because I. I um, any kind I of. I ran across that in my research and I didn't have time to I, look it up and I yeah, just wanted to. I believe specifically it. it's. Like sex, gaining sexual attraction or gratification from a non-sexual stimulus. Now, is it? It just—it's oh. just a combination of paranormal and and and. Uh, it's basically a fetish. Any fetish yeah. is a paraphilia. Well, yeah, that's. Oh, okay. I, when I looked it up, that's that's specifically what this is. Episode like, one, type vaginal shit. penetration is not counted as. <laughs> that's the one episode I've listened to. <laughs> Sorry, I touched you, Tommy. It's good. It was wrist to wrist, though. Where do it's we? Uh... Very distant. Wrist Tommy's to wrist got to a risky. Huge going on right now. Wrist I don't to wrist. like that joke. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't consent to this joke. I don't consent to that joke. Because uh, 
That's good. So can I throw the statistic <laughs> that I found out it. there? So um, along with this fraturism, which is – are we defining that as the sexual disorder? Yes. Okay. So that is the sexual disorder. Um, the closest number they could find, because it is such a wide variety of touching, mm-hmm. that it's hard to kind of narrow down. But they said about 68% of people into fraturism, um, it's actually associated with other paraphilic behavior. The two most common ones being voyeurism and exhibitionism, hmm. which makes it's sense because it's, I mean, it typically, this like I said. It like a half step between the two. Yeah. It kind of takes place sense. in public places, elevators, subways, trains, music gigs, sporting events. I, I feel like. <laughs> I have a list. The, and without, without, without blanket stating statement, without making a blanket statement of an entire fetish community, I'm sure there is consensual uh, aspects of this fetish. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, like I said, but I, I'm, 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 right I'm building before to this. a point. I'm building to a point. In a bookstore. And the point <laughs> that I'm building to, I've fucking forgotten my point. That there can be consensual. Is that I, I feel like there is a, a moral ineptitude that could be a result of this fetish of, oh, I could never be a rapist. I could never take advantage of someone. I'll become sexually obsessed with the next best thing. Hmm. And that is just the groping. Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's a stepping stone. It's a, it's and this is yeah. and this is where I will come in and say it is considered sexual assault. If you are caught doing this in public, it is considered sexual assault and you can be taken to court well, for it. That's uh, specifically the examples I brought up was one of the reasons why people apologize after it, to make it seem as if yeah. it was accidental. Right. So right. they're not actually, you know, or at least what they're portraying or putting out into the world is they're not actual sexual deviant. They accidentally rub their boner against you. Now, but if it happens again, you may want to question. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I also found that, uh, uh, there was instances of uh, women doing this too. To I do it se- all the time to gain sexual pleasure from <laughs> themselves rubbing Two up against consenting adults. Yes, thank you. I was I mean, waiting for that. Themselves rubbing up against other people mm-hmm. non-consensually. Uh, there were instances of a woman that was going through uh, gay bars that were very crowded and uh, intentionally like rubbing her breasts against uh, the uh, gay men as she was uh, walking by. Uh, intentionally to elicit an apology or some sort of shock response of, oh, I am sorry that I didn't mean to do that. From the man? Yes. Okay. I would think it's because she's seeing if any of them would respond to No, she was specifically doing that to gain a response from them. Interesting. That could be attention attention seeking behavior. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. No, no, don't apologize. And then there's also a, uh, mouth. I'm almost a sub subcategory of this, which is a uh, oclophilia, which is sexual attraction to crowds. Oh, okay. Uh, and that very much stems out of uh, uh, it, it includes orgies, uh, well, yeah. large gatherings. It's mostly like where you're so compact you can't help but rub up against people. Mm. Oh, okay. Um. So like a rave or so an orgy in a car. Orgy well, or so there are some people like <laughs> or a closet. <laughs> I'm thinking about a small enough place. Sorry, go well, ahead. Well, it means crowd. It doesn't mean car. Like a lot of people will use who have this philia will use it specifically as a uh, thing of or a source of like anonymity, mm-hmm. where they can reach out and grab somebody. Yeah, and they and and no one will ever know who did it. It's what okay. you were mentioning earlier. When yeah. you were younger, yeah, uh, at the water park, like you didn't know that mm-hmm. was one of the main things is that there's a source of anonymity with this. Someone could reach out, grab a boob, and then just disappear into the crowd, mm. right. just like fold back into the weeds. Uh, it also had a uh, issue with priests in London uh, when they first opened the tube system. <gasps> oh, that uh, they uh, were uncontrollably ejaculating on people uh, in their pants because they were unaccustomed to warm bodies being pressed against them. So it wasn't that they were intentionally getting sexual gratification from this is that 
these poor priests were so deprived. Yeah, deprived. They had never had much human contact. That when they were completely surrounded by people and just people like constantly brushing up and bumping Mm -hmm. up against them, they couldn't help but to ejaculate. The body of Christ is not warm. Jesus. Literally, (laughs) Jesus. In full of sexual frustration. That wasn't wasn't intended to be a joke. Oh, man. Wow. I I just, I don't know. Piggybacking off of the boob rubbing. Have you ever, I mean. Yes. Have, you've done it before, Rob? Boob rubbing? Yeah. Well, yeah. We've all rubbed a boob. <laughs> no, like, but have you ever purposely put, I'm talking to Dana now. She is of the course. only other present company with tatas. I was oh, once, no, no, no. I was saying that, you know, pounds. boob graze. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever purpose? I mean, you don't have to answer this if you don't Purposefully, want to. Purposefully, no. Like, even with like, someone you're seeing? somebody, but I will say there have been times when I have been at places. I know one, one instance I was with my sister and you know how whenever you're trying to get into your seat mm-hmm. at a sporting event or something and the way is narrow and you have to turn away from the other person. Yeah. You turned to but like there's a really nice looking person there and then you're just like oh sorry and then you just kind of like Pardon shimmy me. on over right um I might have done that once on I might have done that once or twice and I've always had the thing if I'm out with someone I'm seeing that like if they've got their arms crossed or we're doing we're doing something that where we can't be intimate or too touchy mm-hmm. I because I'm more well endowed I can get away with just standing by them Mm-hmm. Straightening up my posture and just resting a boob against an uh, arm. Yeah, I had an ex girlfriend then, yeah. Yeah. Is it to show like control? Like, this is my, so, my boobs on it. Ha <laughs> ha. No, <laughs> this is mine. Like no, a, um, very mild form of uh, exhibitionism. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Oh, so, my, like so, my last big, well, actually, I did this on Saturday night. Uh, not, not to Chris. Sorry. For those of you not looking, I'm pointing at Chris, but he was just there. He was at the event I was at. Um, but whoa what i just had a thought is that okay all right forgive me this is a thing in west texas people will walk behind their significant others with their hips like pressed up against them walking through like the yes. store and stuff like yes. hands in belt loops you yeah. know what i'm talking no, about yes that. that is exactly Are what that is if that is sexual no, 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 no. I'm asking if it's the same as like mild exhibitionism and also frontage. Oh, for sure. Because if you think about it, like all that junk is getting rubbed on the trunk. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, well, it's but I'm going to walk around in public. Is. But that's that's something that's even worse. Probably. I don't know. Is that worse or not as bad as like kissing in public? I'm not sure if worse I would or say... not as bad factor in. It's all a public display of affection. Yeah. It's all yeah. PDA. See, yeah. I think the. Which kind of escapes? I think it would not be as quote bad if we are going to define it as bad because it is more of a like subtle or something that could be considered accidental thing, like like hugging from behind. But typically, that's there's like a hug and a grind. But when you walk that way, (laughs) is it fraternism when you you walk down the street with your hands in their back pocket and just like matching? No, because you're not rubbing. You're just holding. You got a front pocket. Front pocket. If you're holding in your front pocket and like. I've been digging for your keys for five minutes, and they're not in this pocket. (laughs) If you're making out in public, that is very much a intentional Mm -hmm. thing. Oh, absolutely! It's it's, it's very hey, this is happening. That other people (laughs) are very much aware of. Where accidentally brushing up, or quote accidentally unquote brushing up against someone, Mm -hmm. it could be you know perceived as a mistake or something accidental. So my thing was that. I am involved with someone that's in an open marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at a Christmas party together and his wife was there. She knows about me. I know about her. Like we know we're all very open. Okay. Their family does not know about us. I am through a weird series of circumstances, friends with the family as well. Oh dear. So it like, and we didn't know that before we all got involved. I have to ask one question real quick. Oh yeah. Go for Does it. Does this bring it back to Frederick? Yes. To- yes. Wonderful. Yes. So anyways, we are all standing there and his wife is on one side. He's in the middle and I'm on the other side and he's got his arms because we kind of have a rule that if we're all three around each other, there's not much touching that's noticeable. Makes sense. And so he's got his arms crossed, kind of like, I don't know who to point my pelvis at, you know, I don't know who to look at. And we're all paying attention to another conversation. 
And I just, and I happened to turn to actually like listen to him talk. But when I turned, I noticed my boob runs rubbed against his arm. Mm. And I went, hmm, <laughs> I'm going to keep it here. <laughs> All right. So I just held it there. And then the family through which I know this, like I saw them look at me like, and I like I got caught a little bit, and it was kind of like, oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> but regard, like, nothing was said. Nothing. Okay, it was all, yeah. It's all a good situation. But it was one of those things of like, that's when I saw this, and I saw that women can do it because I always thought it was just a man with an erect penis, like rubbing up on a subway or in a bus mm-hmm. or whatever. And when I saw that, and I was like, oh no, I've done this. <laughs> but, I think, but not even a no, no. But it, but like I said, that's more of a consensual thing because I knew him and I have been intimate. We have that relationship of that course, course. my boob resting on his arm isn't going to offend him. Mm. It was just, but it was kind of like later on, we we're like, oh my god. <laughs> well, that, well, well, that that kind of calls into question like the whole family situation. Like that's mm. that that you, I feel like what you're worried about is what everyone else thought about it. Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was just for me. It was like, oh, I do like. It can happen. I way. I wouldn't yeah. even have thought that I would have been umbrellaed into this until it was brought up that women mm-hmm. can, can actually do this. Do this. Absolutely. Oh, sure. But I think it's almost – I almost want to categorize it more as a rub than a touch. Mm. Um, and I know if yeah. that's not maybe fair, but no, it's like a graze. Accidentally it's like accidentally graze yeah. or brush, but then there's an, an intentional – Like rubbing. I am feeling you with my genitals. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if people are dancing on other people. Um, I know I've been in a club. Uh, <laughs> bump, bumping and grinding <laughs> back in the I day. Love, I love how her voice just went like this. <laughs> I've been out in a club before. In a club. Um, when, you know, like somebody comes up and starts grinding on you and you're just like, no, 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 no. I'm here with my girls and we're dancing around our shoes and our purses and where we have a circle of women. Like, you don't, you don't grind on us. Well, I mean, honestly, frontage can be kind of like a club kink. Yeah. Occasionally. It is. Absolutely. Oh, I love that classification. A club kink. Oh. I mean, when it comes down to dancing at a club. Yeah. You're grinding. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the whole thing. But if a man the, can but, dance, he's good in the bedroom. But, but that's not the whole classification. No. So I just want to make that point, that it's not the whole thing. Well, but I've it can are, be considered that. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I've also been used as like a... Uh, Socially sanctioned. Indeed. <laughs> like a like a blocker in those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Where uh, I've had... Uh, like you're like, making plans, preparing yourself. No, I've, I've, <laughs> I've had like uh, friends that we've gone out and, uh, you know gone to the bars and then end up going dancing and uh, someone's like grinding up against them and very specifically I, this one friend of mine pushed this guy away and then grabbed me and started grinding up against me and she's like you go away to this guy and I was like Oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep grinding. So it, it, this this fetish or this sexual practice seems like something that just can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. It seems to depend on who is experiencing it, who is eliciting it, and who is just... if Yeah, if there are two people, this fetish can occur. Absolutely. It, it seems so very subjective. Mm-hmm. I will say it's kind of funny you bring up the club. I So... My mother knows I'm on this. And she mm-hmm. says, so what's going on this week? And I kind of <laughs> told her about it because she refuses to listen. <laughs> and You, you got to let her know. I'm, let a girl know. So I, I let her know about it. And the first thing she said. Make a writer review. No. The first thing she said. You know her now. <laughs> Make a writer review. Go um, ahead, sweetheart. The first thing she said was, oh, you mean like how you guys all used to dance in high school? That bumping and grinding stuff? Right. That was the first thing. <laughs> no, that was the first thing she thought of. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And I was like. It can definitely yes. be put together that way. <laughs> and that, like, like I said, this one has really kind of taken me by surprise. I thought I knew what I was getting into, and then the more I've gotten into it, even like while we've been talking, mm-hmm. I'm going, "Oh my gosh!" I think we've all, we've all heard so many different aspects of what we've yeah. experienced and what we think others would experience through um, fraudism. If you guys have experienced anything, dear listeners, please let us know. Maybe Absolutely. we're maybe we're missing an aspect of yeah. this. Email at us. Email us at kinkcast at gmail Indeed. I believe that's our email. 
Or someone is going to get a lot of very strange emails, <laughs> or, but they also have a strange email address. <laughs> also, you can message us on Facebook. I'd be interested to see if people think that it's more of a touch or if it's more of a graze or if it's like literally like unless you sit there and just rub my ass, it's not going to be like actual fraudage. I don't know. Fraudage. But fraudage, are we saying that's with consent? That's- my book actually defines it as uh, being without consent. Okay. But you can still have fraudage between two people what year was that are just petting each other. So I'm going to say it's it's both. It's neither. I think that fraudage can happen anytime. It's a building block. Yeah, it's just a type of, of um, sensation. Yeah, it feels like splitting hairs yeah. to just keep trying to oh, split Oh, yeah, up. absolutely. Yeah. So, is, is a touch a graze? Is a graze a rub? Is a yeah. rub a touch? It's it's a it's a building block that is physical contact, physical contact, very subjective, right? And one of the other resources that I looked at also said it's a stepping stone to um, mutual masturbation, which for many people is like the next thing. Okay, we're not going to have sex still, but we're both going to be in the same room. I'm going to finger you. Self (laughs) fraudage. No, she would be fingering herself. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a lame kind of mutual jerking your gherkin. The lame kind? Mutual <laughs> masturbation is... Yeah. Is literally is watching each other masturbate. Sorry, I'm thinking meta-masturbation, where you're masturbating each other. Oh, okay. Well, no, not tonight. Is that like the weird Dutch windmill thing? No, that's when you anyway, are jacking yourself off, but someone else is controlling your hand. So is, is there a product corner for this? There isn't because, frankly, there's no... I, I, if I, you I, can buy a train <laughs> <laughs> or a subway um, okay. or an I, elevator. on the product corner? Cause there's, yeah. Yeah, there's really... Am no, I in charge? I was... I, you know, I always look to you, Captain, my captain. Oh, God. So, uh, what about uh, pop culture references? Um, All of it. I know Friends has had some episodes... Um, this has been a plot to every like sitcom. Accidental yeah. boob graze, grazes and Johnny's oh, trying to figure out shoulder hot. touch stuff. It's a yeah, bit and it's for between the two people who are like, will they, won't they? But, but the whole point yeah. of it being oh, dear, I've grabbed a staple your boob. of sitcoms is the basic idea that this is something that requires communication. As people are becoming more and more accustomed to sexuality being something that needs to be discussed rather than hidden, mm-hmm. where there is physical contact, there needs to be verbal contact. Yes. If we've learned anything from today, that's what the point is, mm-hmm. is that consent can really only be verbal unless it's in some sort of fucked up situation where people don't have speaking abilities or mm-hmm. language barrier or whatever, but where there is physical contact, there needs to be ver- verbal communication yes. so that there can be uh, consent can be given or not yes, given. absolutely. Because consent is everything as we are continuing to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really the heart of this matter. I think so. I think so as well. Very good. Well, there's no products to talk about. I mean, I don't think there's anything out there that will help you. Like, I mean, I guess you could buy like maybe like a fake arm and like stick it in like a long, like one of those like like, like tiny hands yeah. on uh, yeah. Mad TVs. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm sure. Exactly like little tiny about. arms. I like <laughs> I want to touch somebody, but I don't want to do it with my own hand. Like, Is that I don't know? Still, could that be sexual assault if you're touching someone with a, with a prop? Yes. With a yes. prop. I still okay. think. So. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yes, of course, no, crazy no, no. lady. <laughs> no, no, ask your questions because that's that's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, if you're grabbing someone's boobs with one of those extender gloves. One of the grabbers, like the grabbers that people use in like shopping carts. I really stuff. think that this evening has been more of a like a, a wonderful conversation topic. It's been more of a yeah. get to know Mm-hmm. You know, you, what you want to do. It's been a get to know you kind of. I think it's been insightful because frankly, like when I chose this topic as one of the things I wanted to talk about on the show, right. I just know of like some of the the clinical, like, you know, people are just grabbing people um, there. I know there's another example, I guess, is there's one on Grey's Anatomy um, where this guy had like some kind <laughs> of a culture tumor, reference. A had like some kind of a tumor. Grace Anatomy Corner. Um, um, uh, screw you, Mary's here now, and she loves it. Um, so, like, basically, this one character had a thing where he just... I don't know. It was a tumor in a weird place, and basically he would just, like, grab boobs or grab a butt, you know, because yeah. he was like, well, they like it. And, like, that was kind of his excuse for doing it. And so I guess it, like, taps into, like, a primal need for touch, but it also... Um, 
I don't know. I just, I thought that was, it was important to talk about because I know that this is something a lot of people have experienced, yeah. um, you know, un, unconsensually, non-consensually, but then also probably have done it consensually as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I, am I digging no, way makes, too deep into it, this? Oh, no. Okay. I will, I will say after hearing more about it, this is definitely something I'm going to bring up at my next party. There you go. I think this is a really interesting topic to I mean you could get deep with people if you if that's the kind of crowd you're with. Mm. If you get really deep with it, you could have fun talk about it. It's yeah. kind of where everyone just starts playing Twister, pop culture reference. There you go. There you go. Twister. The you most uncomfortable t- game when you yeah. You could talk about it with your mother. Or at least mine. Yeah. Ask, well, not, cr- not ask not mine. Chris. <laughs> I'm a wasp. We don't touch or hug or talk about feelings. Well, this has been so much fun. I really enjoyed this one because it it was, it was subjective. It was lovely for all of us to have our opinions on the issue heard. It was, I loved being here. It was great for something so common. I'm surprised there's not more research on it. Absolutely. And that's my thing. I wish, I mean, I did a, I did a lot of research like looking for this, but frankly, they said most, most studies done are on like an individual basis and that they can't find a group. Like it's, there's, it's so hard. I'd probably because the umbrella is so big. Yeah. It's just, well, if you ask somebody about sexual touching, they're going to be like, I've done that. It's so huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's hard to put it in a box. Any well, other comments? Final notes? FDI. I was going to say this is not applicable. Uh, no. Nope. You don't think so? I don't think so. Even with I don't like not applicable. It's just Even too with- basic of an idea. It's either a one or a five. It's either the yeah. basic building block. You either block don't of- have consent yeah, you- or you do. I agree. I think it's a one or a five, just like you said. So non-consensual, five. Consensual, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. Done. Have a good night, no, friends. Not necessarily. <laughs> if you are engaging in this in public consensually, it is not necessarily one. Why? Explain your thoughts. If you are like so grinding sweet. against someone nearly to the point of orgasm in public, unless it's at a club. Okay, so boom, orgasm grinding is in public, like against a like. Like on a train, yeah. yeah. That- this is more of a PDA type discussion that goes yeah. outside of of fraudage. For our listeners that don't know, and me, what is PDA? PDA uh, is oh, public. P- display- oh, public. I thought he said B. PDA. Public I know PDA. They said PBA. Personal Bobcat Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small business of certain up. Oh my goodness. Well, like well thanks Blue. for listening, guys. We love y'all. Yes. And if you have questions or want to send us some comments or more information on fraudage, because Lord knows, I know I did a lot of research and a few of us <laughs> have done a lot of research and it would be interesting to get to know um, our listeners' perspective on yeah. the issue. Yeah. So um, definitely send us a message and um, we look Give forward to seeing stars. you. Yes, give us five stars. (laughs) And we look forward to seeing you next week for episode 30. What? What is it? 30. What are we doing? (gasps) It's Vor. Yes. Also, I've already started this and I'm slightly. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.